0: Here's what happened this morning with Stacey and Clayton. A friend of mine tried to convince me that the tragically hip get more hate than Nickelback. (laughs) Sorry, what? We were talking about Canadian bands and like making a power rankings of Canadian bands, right? Because my friends do not like Our Lady Peace, and I am a huge Our Lady Peace fan. Right. You're down with OLP. Yeah, Yeah, you you know know me. Um, and then the hip got brought up, and it's like, oh man, the hip—they're like Nickelback; they're like tied for the most hated band in Canada.
1: Okay, first of all, who's this friend of yours?
0: Uh, his name is uh, Josh. The Toss him out. <laughs>
1: Toss him <'em> out.
0: <laughs> yeah. See you later, Josh. Friends off, bud.
1: See this—that's the magic of music, right? It's created for so many different genres, styles, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, and that's why everyone has their favorites. I feel like the Tragically Hip are definitely one of those bands that it's like a. I don't wanna say an acquired taste. It's not for A everyone. Bit. It's they're just not for everyone. Yeah. Nickelback is one of those bands where they're like uh, universally popular. Everyone can kind of get on board with yeah. them. But then everyone's that whole Nickelback phenomenon about loving to hate them. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I think the Tragically Hip are more like a Rush situation. Yeah. That's where what my other buddy said. Rush is the band, too, where everyone's like, you either love them or mm-hmm. hate them. And people, I say, I feel like the average person may not understand people's love of Rush.
0: And I think it's because like the music is so different, right? Like Nickelback. It is different. Nickelback is a pretty popular style of they're music. They're right? Exactly. Pyrotechnics. Four chords over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. That's what it is. You just
1: wrote a Nickelback song. There you song. go.
0: Thank you. Uh, Rush and the Hip. You know, they're changing it up, and they're more popular in Canada, right? Like they're like they're like folk heroes in Canada. So for people uh-huh. who are like, oh yeah, they're so popular here, they just don't get why. But they do get why they don't like Nickelback, because it's so simple and the lyrics yeah, and exactly. stuff like that, right? But they, some people who don't like the Tragically Hip don't know why they don't like the Tragically Hip. They just know they don't like them. Well,
1: and the thi- I just think they don't get the hip.
0: That's true.
1: The hip is a band you need yeah. to get. Right? It's not just like, oh, I listened to that song and I like it. You have to listen to the lyrics and you have to appreciate where they're coming from it and also, stuff like that.
0: It also depends where you start listening. Like when you started listening to the hip because they kind of changed, right? Mm-hmm. I know this is very embarrassing and I know this. I mean, first song I ever heard from the hip, Bob Cajun. Okay. That's how I got introduced to the hip and I was like, best song ever.
1: Well and don't be embarrassed. That's I know, fantastic. But
0: if someone was maybe introduced to another hip song, you know, you know? Well, if, I get it, it. And that's
1: the other thing too. People are so offended with musical taste, right? It's like, oh, that was your first song. Yeah. Who cares? If that introduced you to the tragically I hip, know. amazing. Why not? Yeah. I hate the hip, but I love slipknot. Well <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Okay. Cruise Mornings with Stacy and Clayton. We have a lot of sound effects that we play here on Cruise. Um, Clayton gets to usually decide what gets played and when and all that kind of stuff. They're always very fitting. Are they, though?
0: <laughs> you don't have to lie.
1: I'm trying my best. Most of the
0: time, they're pretty inappropriate and <laughs> random. It's okay.
1: But um, when we're usually, you know, mocking the importance of something, we we like to use... oh Something like this. Well not that's not mocking the importance this is our overdramatic one which is my favorite
0: we also play it for like sports stuff and <laughs> we play it at just the stupidest times basically because it's fantastic
1: <laughs> but there is one do you have the clip oh yeah that we're talking about I got okay. all
0: the clips always ready to go <laughs> okay play it uh this one right yeah. here <laughs>
1: We use that. It's fun. You you recognize it. Everybody recognizes the dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. Some people have decided to try and track down where that came from, and nobody can. <laughs> It's funny because that's what it's, it's about. I know. It's ah. called a musical sting, a brief bit of music that producers can use to break up the action or punctuate a moment. So it can be different notes, but that is kind of like that sound. Those three notes have been used so many times in so many different things. They tracked it down to like the early 40s when radio programs were big. The 40s the 40s um, but they can't actually track down like even back into where was it 1912 it was used they can't track it down it's just nowhere
0: imagine being that guy or girl losing out on all the royalties
1: on three notes of music I
0: mean on our show alone we probably <laughs> owe that person like 800 grand
1: probably
0: anywho back anyway. to the young and the restless theme song why
1: not Should we
0: just fast forward to the best part? Actually, here it is. Bring in the strings. Bring in the strings.
1: We play it so much, we know the (laughs) sound. Well, who doesn't? It's so recognizable.
0: Is anyone else just kind of like numb to bad news now? (laughs) Um, We usually keep things light and breezy here on Cruise Mornings. Next two minutes, I don't know. Um, Like that inflation story.
1: Yeah, it's garbage. It's
0: not good. The inflation rate, 30 year high, 4.8% or something Mm -hmm. like that. I saw that yesterday and I'm like, oh, that is not the proper reaction to that. Like, the proper reaction is,
1: uh... I've what? seen a few memes and tweets of people who were just like, you know what, I, right now, with the state of the world, nothing surprises me. The, They're just, like, numb, like this, you said.
0: The situation with the trucking industry, the whole unvaccinated thing, vaccinated thing, trucking supply shortage, issues. supply issues. Again, that's like a... Oh, whoa, a, that story's been picking up steam, right? It's, it's a big deal. It's rolling. I get you. That was a bad truck joke. It's okay. <laughs> you get a p- um, point for trying. Well, like, that's the thing. I, and you see that, and you're like, huh. That is not a huh reaction. But I it know. just seems like there are 19, ugh, kind of situation stories going on right now where it's just kind of like we're numb to it. And that's a weird feeling. Well, and like, we're
1: also numb to it too. But like, what can we do when it's like, yeah, you know what, you're going to pay a lot more for groceries this year? It's like, okay, I guess we are
0: revolution, Stacy. Is that what Revolution. <laughs>
1: Honestly, at this point, yeah. Get your pitchforks, let's go. At this
0: point, yeah, maybe not, you know, torches and pitchforks, but
1: something I don't know. Gas it's just, prices, I get, produce.
0: That's not what I want to talk about. How do we fix it? I just want to talk about how the bad news. We're just numb to it now. It's I know. just that's it's the norm. And yesterday, I just kind of realized that it hit me like a ton of ton of bricks yesterday. That it's just like whoa. Man, there's a lot of bad news right now. We need to like cleanse the palate or something, but at the same time you don't just want to ignore it and keep your head in the sand. Well, you
1: can't because we're on and that's the other thing too that with where we are right now, we are all in this at the same time, mm-hmm. going through the same stuff. I mentioned that some provinces, you know, are peaking with their um, with their Omicron surge, some aren't. Like we're all still dealing with COVID and we're all dealing with supply issues and mm-hmm. I think we're all dealing with inflation. And it's just, yeah, it's you feel a bit helpless.
0: I am so glad that you did not go with the, uh, and we're all in this together. Because <laughs> if I hear that one more no, freaking thank you.
1: time... Let's go back in time shall we to okay. the 1988 winter olympics in calgary Ooh. alberta canada jamaica made history uh, when they were able to send a four-man bobsled team to the winter olympics of course inspiring cool runnings in 1993 which was amazing and guess what it's happening again oh my god jamaica is sending a four-man bobsled team to the olympics for the first time in over 20 years
0: i'm so excited about this Mainly because of cool runnings. Of
1: course. One and of Clayton's favorite movies.
0: Do you ever notice that we talk about cool runnings like once a month?
1: <laughs> when what's this week? Like Little Beaver? Huh? I think it's you. You love talking about Cool Runnings. It's a great movie,
0: okay? John Candy is in the movie. Any movie with John Candy is automatically a good movie, okay? Um, Not just because of Cool Runnings, but because of the Olympics themselves. The Olympics kind of have this black cloud hanging over them right now, right? Yeah. It's it's called COVID. Hey, should we be there right now? Uh, The NHL players didn't go. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of just. A lot of kerfuffles going on right now with the Olympics. That app that they wanted everyone to download, and now it's... It's a mess. It's crazy. This gives us a little something to look forward a to. A glimmer of hope. Right? Because the Olympics, it's it's going to be kind of a bummer. There's not going to be the old-fashioned, oh, Canada versus Russia hockey game. Oh, there's not going to be all this hype around the Olympics. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a bunch of political talk about the Olympics. And that's...
1: Well, and they're not letting um, fans in either, yeah. unfortunately, which, you know, like a lot of people travel a long distance to go represent and cheer on their countries. That's not happening. So this is—it's just a feel-good story.
0: Exactly, and th- one of the reasons we're talking about it is so we can play the clip. Obviously, Obviously. we're not, not going to talk about a Jamaican bobsled team and not play this.
1: Some people say, you know, them can't believe Jamaica—we have a bobsled, bobsled team. team. We have yes. the <laughs> and Junior, the fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters. Go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica, and
0: that'll be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. <laughs> Saskatoon's greatest hits, 96.3 Cruise FM. That is some 41. 742 on the dots. <laughs> Pretty Chris, nice work. Cruise mornings with Stacy and Clayton. Uh, four day work week. We've talked about it a bunch here on Cruise Mornings. Finland and Sweden—they've been
1: experimenting with it, and apparently, it's amazing. Yeah, well, everything is over there. Everything they do is just like our taxes are nothing. Our health care is free. We mm-hmm. get eight weeks of holidays and have four day work weeks. Me la, me la, me la, me la la la
0: me la la. Very jealous. Um, the UK is actually going to a 4-day work week.
1: Oh really? Well, they're testing
0: it out. Uh 30 big companies are going to be doing the 4-day work week uh for the next 6 months and they're going to collect all the data, see mm-hmm. how it works mm-hmm. and then go from there even though Finland and Sweden and the northern European countries have been doing this for a while now it seems real that the UK are doing it
1: well like I said I every, don't know why everything that happens in the Netherlands region it always just seems so perfect and wonderful they're in like their you own can't little trust world. Them, no
0: yeah like they're soup like they're 10 years ahead of everyone it seems like right yeah and now the UK is doing it like oh wow it just got real for us now it's
1: legit why
0: <laughs> why but uh, they're saying uh, this might happen in Canada soon, a test run. Like they're saying this this four day work week. It's a campaign. It's like this movement online, and a couple people are organizing it and spearheading it. And they're saying some companies in Canada are going to be participating in this.
1: Please let it kind be Harvard Broadcasting. As well. <laughs> Please let it be Harvard Broadcasting. Now,
0: I know most people would like the three days in a row off, right? Like you'd rather have the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or the Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, right? What if? We did the Wednesday off, ah. so you work Monday, Tuesday. You just crush it Monday, Tuesday. You got a Wednesday to do whatever you want, catch up on housework, drink some day beers, whatever you want. Have a you do you day on Wednesday. Get everything you need to get done, and then Thursday, Friday, boom, you're back to work, refreshed, recharge the batteries. I get matters. that
1: because like a Wednesday, l- like uh-huh. literally breaks up the week.
0: Exactly, it's a it's a day in the middle to give you a break from work to do everything else you need to do in life. Laundry, buy the kids some soccer cleats, that kind of thing.
1: I don't know. I feel like I still would prefer a Friday or a Monday. I
0: would too. I'm just throwing it out there.
1: Okay. So. Well,
0: (laughs) I don't know. Just the weekend project possibilities with one more day right like usually people if you got to build a shed or a tree house something you wait for a long weekend get that extra day yeah every weekend could be like a project weekend it would be so cool for DIYers and stuff like that
1: absolutely but I'm telling
0: you having the Wednesday off and everyone just just crushes it on Wednesday does all their chores imagine how much better the weekends would be
1: well that's the thing we have a really unique job in that we're done work at like 10 30 in the morning mm-hmm. so we have the entire day to do whatever we need to do the average person nine to five Monday to Friday. The real if they jobs. could have, yeah, a nor- like a Tuesday off and get a bunch of stuff done. That's what I'm thinking. Then their weekends do free up. Mm-hmm. But you could also do that on Friday.
0: The Wednesday off to break up the work week. What do you think? Nine three eight zero nine six three. Call or text. I have a feeling no one's going to be on Team Clayton for this one. Probably so. not. Your first real job was Zellers, right? Cashier my at Zellers. First real job? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my first real job. Cutting grass doesn't really count when you're doing it for your I, dad.
1: I picked garbage at the exhibition. Yeah. That was a garbage job, so it doesn't count. Hey-oh. <laughs>
0: uh, my first job, Tony Roma's Restaurant. Rest in peace, Tony Roma's. Um, when it's your first job and you're not worried about climbing the ladder and stuff like that, it's like yeah. an entry-level high school job. Do you remember like the games you'd play with your coworkers, right, oh, to man. kill some time when it was slow? The intercom.
1: When you work at a, a retail store, uh, we had so we would page things like uh, John Candy uh, to the front, please. John Candy to the front, and just staff meeting in ladies' wear, and have just jokes on the on the intercom. It was a good time. You rebels. Whoa! Well, we still had to be somewhat professional. That's true. But That's then true. Stockroom stuff. We'd have. We'd. Uh, yeah, stuff went on in the stockroom.
0: Stockrooms at retail stores. Oh boy, no, hold, no holds barred. That should be a TV show. Get some cameras in the stockroom and just see what happens. Yeah. It's mayhem uh, at Tony Roma's. Uh, We would have games all the time. The server crew, we would play games with each other all the time. We would bet on what our tips would be. Oh, Like, if a table walked in, we'd be like, you know what? They look like 20 percenters. I bet you I can get 20 bucks from them. Then you walk over with your best server voice. Right. Hi, guys. Welcome to Tony Roma's. My name's Clayton. Thanks for coming in. (laughs) Crazy drive in here. Hey, it's like a girl rink out there anyways thursdays that means screwdrivers on special and our house red 25 percent off can i get you guys any appetizers to start out today wow still got it it's uh, like i'm there in the restaurant we would play the ranch game uh have you ever heard of the ranch game before uh no so we would see a table walk in and we'd be like okay i i bet you i can get to five And after you take their order and they have their food and everything like that, you would just drop off sides of ranch, even though they did not ask for a side of ranch. (laughs) And you would see how many ranches you could drop off before they would say anything. (laughs) One time, I swear, I got to like 11. There was like 11 sides of ranch on this table. (laughs) Unused! And this this table's so nice and polite, they just let it happen. I'm just, every five minutes, here you guys go! (laughs) In one. And more. Usually, after two or three, they'd be like, "We're good on the ranch, buddy." And yeah, ah, I only got to three, right? Right. But <laughs> it was so funny the looks on people's faces. Here's a ranch. You go to the back and look. Did you guys order ranch? Why does this guy keep so dropping off ranch? Right. Uh, let us know if you were a former server or whatever. Let us know the pranks and games you would play at your work. Nine three eight zero nine six three. Throw us a call. Throw us a text. When you're the cook in the family, you do all the cooking, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, there are perks. For example, no dishes. You're never on dish duty. It's a nice feeling. Uh, The other perk is picking the meat that you're cooking because you're in charge, right? You're cooking the meat. You're the grill master. You get to pick. Here's a situation for you. You're cooking chicken breasts or pork chops, something like that, and you're unsure if you've put them on there long enough. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I think they're done. They should be done. I'm just going to cut in here and... Be safe. See what's going on, right? I don't want anyone getting salmonella. So, you cut in, all good to go. All right, supper's ready. Who do you give that loser piece to? The po- the piece you just cut into? Sean, always. You give it to your husband? Yeah. I give it to my wife all the time, too.
1: Because as the person who cooks, it's like a reward... Mm-hmm. To have the nicest looking food Right And as the person who doesn't cook Shame on you You get the cut piece of meat
0: <laughs> It tastes the exact same
1: It just looks nice I don't know it's, it's aesthetically pleasing to my eye I know And that's Like I even take more time To plate my own mm-hmm. food It's like mm-hmm. That's pretty well,
0: Because when you're the cook In the family And you non-cooks Can't relate to this But when you make an awesome meal You put like An entire afternoon in Yep You want to look at that plate And you want to be like Good job I did this Well done that's just uh, pour yourself a glass of wine you deserve it heck pour two Um, it's a great feeling looking at it I don't want to look at that cut in loser piece of chicken like uh, that just reminds me of oh you still suck at cooking because you don't know when it's done Clayton way to go
1: it should be a reassurance for the other person though that you care enough to check that it's not Mm undercooked also another trick I do is if I do cut into the chicken breast I flip it over and then give it to Sean so he doesn't see the cut.
0: You don't cut all the way through. So many tricks. Genius. Another uh, positive to being the cook in the family, shredding cheese. Whenever you have a dish with shredded cheese,
1: How many extras?
0: How many little handfuls are you taking? I
1: think of them as appetizers. Oh yeah, of course. It's a little treat. Treat yourself, right? Even uh, like doing a grilled cheese sandwich, Mm -hmm. I purposely. Oh shoot! There's a bunch of cheese in the pan. I get to eat those crispy cheese bits exactly because it's the best. You ever
0: get the uh, bag of like pre-shredded cheese?
1: No, I shred my own cheese. You shred your own cheese?
0: Okay, well, sometimes I get the uh, pre-shredded cheese in the bag. Sometimes it's cheaper. Not really? all the time. Sometimes you have to really look for them. Uh, the thing is, though, it's like a it's like big league chew, but with shredded cheese. You're like
1: Argh. packing it in there.
0: Another song in the Cruise Confused Lyrics Hall of Fame. I touch myself by the Divinals. I church myself. Church. Do you hear that? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I church myself. Through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Forever and ever. My priest voice.
1: Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, Clayton Croker. Probably
0: my best impression right there. No. And also with you.
1: No. Guy Fietti 100%. In Pennsylvania. Then Nicolas Cage. Seriously, we need to get 60 cars in a night. Then Batman.
0: My Batman kind of sounds like my Nick Cage, I'm not going to lie.
1: No, it's better. Really? I like it, yep. And those are your top three. What about my Keurig machine? Well, that's not a person, but you're right. I take it back. Keurig is number one. It's just a, it just takes a long time, that's all.
0: Well, it's realistic. Keurigs take a long time, okay? <laughs> <They> Dude. <do. sighs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, again, Clayton (laughs) Croker in his many, many different voices.
0: Uh, What were we talking about here? I don't even know. You know what? Let's just scrap it. Sure. (laughs) Stacey and Clayton, weekday mornings, six to ten on Cruise.